Hey people, this is Aram. Ever wanted to play a game with me? Well, now you can. Starting October 1st, I'll be running games for our Patreon supporters. We'll have two tiers available, a pair of one-shot adventures every month that rotate games and settings, and a continuous Dungeons & Dragons campaign that plays twice a month. We're also giving our amazing Jade supporters a free trial of our one-shot games, so look for the invitation in your email. Our one-shots will rotate through worlds and systems and is a great way to try out something new or to have a unique experience with a game you already know. Our continuous campaign will be set in the God's Fall world where players create members of the line, powerful mortals who have sworn to keep the balance between humanity and the gods. Everyone who signs up for our online games will also get access to all of our Patreon bonus content, including behind-the-scenes videos, interviews with the cast, monthly mini-adventures and settings, print-ready art, and early access to podcasts and video streams. So check us out at patreon.com slash Vardian. When we last left the Jackdaws, Brannock, Inshova, and Urukov had escaped on knee on a royal barge and been picked up by the eccentric Captain Rugov Cesar and his equally unusual ship, a Kadarian supply vessel known as the Burden. They had assimilated themselves into the crew, but Brannock was hounded by visions and voices urging him to head further north as the Burden approached the edge of the Kadarian blockade. Brannock's mind's eye, we see, we see the two jackdaws. They haven't been bought, but you can tell that they are kind of softening to what this guy is saying. And they're standing behind Brannock and almost like patting him a little bit, like they're there, buddy, expecting him to be like affected as much as they were. Because in Inshova's mind, he's just like, he's an orphan just like me. And then in Urukov's mind, he's like, he would make a fierce competitor, just like me. Had someone said this to Brannock, had anyone paid any attention to Brannock in the past like five years or his entire life, he would have sworn his allegiance. He hears what he's saying, but it's almost as if anything anyone says anymore, volume wise, is lower than the victory cheers that he's hearing in his mind. It's all a distracting buzz. Yeah. They're all like, he's this just like me. He's that just like me. And Brannock's like, he's a liar just like them. Exactly. Mm. For the first time in his life, honest about what he's doing and not just being the sacrificial lamb. And Brannock says, I want your ship. That kind of takes him aback. 
two of the crew members like scurry away kind of like that scene in force awakens where uh-huh. like the stormtroopers are walking down the hall and yes. they turn around and walk <laughs> like, down oh, fuck that. <laughs> they're like fuck yep. this noise except except for mid shipman right. landowski who can't leave no. the wheel oh, yeah. so it's very uncomfortably <laughs> yeah, like, standing listening. here yeah. yeah did you hear that landowski uh yes uh yes uh, that was very funny it, Quite a jokester. Very jokester. This, this is not this a joke. One. I want your ship. Oh, God. Oh, God. You are a man of money. How much for your ship? In his mind, I, uh, the jackdaws are just looking down in surprise. In real time, we go to uh, the middle deck, and uh, Inshova has just stopped whatever he's doing, um, uh, it, moving things or whatever. And uh, below deck, um, Urukov has like is literally just standing still as people pass him by, moving inventory like past him, uh, kind of like dead, uh, it, dead in the water. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I want to roll a persuasion. Uh, would it be a persuasion or intimidation? <laughs> Either one. I don't know. I, it's it's honesty. It's honest. Okay, I then because uh, he's, he's he's I would say persuasion. He's trying if he's trying to be like I'm not kidding. Yeah, persuasion. It doesn't mean he has to do anything. Yeah, but yeah, he'll he doesn't have to do you. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. So sixteen. This guy who's different than the other two, who your second in command warned you about. This guy who's always been just slightly unsettling, just turns dead to you with these weird icy blue eyes, stares you right into yours and says, I want this ship. And it's not a threat, Mm -hmm. it's not a demand, but you're absolutely sure that they believe they need this ship. Sure. Um, Oh, you you want this ship? The price. Okay. Uh, and as he's talking, he takes off his coat. He unbuttons his shirt. And you just see his torso just scarred. And he goes, oh. The guy I killed gave me this who wanted my ship. I was 15. The guy who ran me through I killed when I was 20 gave me this one. The lady who wanted my ship at 25 gave me a kiss and a kiss with her blade here. And he's pointing across his body. He's just deep, gnarly, scarred. Like, he didn't, all he did was just put salt water on them and pack them with putty. He did not, like, they are not healed over. They're just gross. They're not infected, but they're just gross. Like, like everything else That's is pristine. Cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Like not, but like, not, can, not cancerous red or anything. Yeah. Angry. Just red and angry, just like inflamed, but they're just, but like, his skin did not heal straight. It made yeah. mountains and valleys. Brannock like leans forward uh at him and he's like like uh takes his hand and like puts it on his chest and he's like i'll give you this and when he lets go there's that what was that jewel what did i have uh let's just say that you guys had like a series of really expensive diamonds yeah yeah uh when he lets go in the divot in like the biggest divot of one of the scars on his chest is just like a diamond that has filled the entire like the entire space on your chest. This crystal clear, pale blue diamond that has to be worth like how each. Much? One, you have seven of them. They're all worth a thousand gold each. Okay, how much is the boat worth? You think? Uh the boat. I mean, boats are still expensive. Yeah. So the entire ship that he has, uh, and again, it's not his. It's owned by Qadar, <laughs> right? But the entire ship would be worth 
approximately forty or fifty thousand gold. And I put a lot of my own work into it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And, <laughs> right. Oh, so we but don't have enough money to buy the ship. Not to buy the ship, all right. But but I but I again, his services were bought for two hundred and fifty gold to take a big high risk maneuver. So a thousand gold. Okay. Right. Two thousand gold. Three thousand gold would certainly buy a far more high risk maneuver. Yeah. So he pushes. And you know your gems. So you instantly know that this is valuable. He kind of looks at it. He puts it back where it was. He goes, I kind of like it there. <laughs> Fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was like, thinking the other time, and I'm like, it's going to be like a Steven Universe joke. Or it's going to be like. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as a crystal gem, and now I am. As you're, as you're staring at it, one of your, uh, one of the lower, you know, just shipmates that are always in the uh, crow's nest up there shouts down, Captain! And they're looking through one of the spy glasses and like, um, uh, Command! And pointing towards, and, you know, uh, one of your lieutenants runs up with one of their spy glasses, and you're looking, and you're looking, and there are several Kadarian ships now. As you're coming around the coast and Port Bliss is coming into view, there are several command ships now, uh, either in the port or near the port, but there's been what looks like a small blockade thrown up around Port Bliss. If you run into a command ship, questions are going to be asked about where you are. Mm -hmm. This is a very different game now. Okay. How fast is the burden compared to a command ship? Uh, the burden would be overtaken. It is okay. a supply vessel, gotcha. so it would be overtaken by a command ship pretty easily. And he, and the burden, it's, the boat's not in a place where it should be. The burden should not be where it is, correct. Okay. I'm going to just hold on to this for a little bit, and he puts his shirt back on, buttons up, and it's kind of like falling out, so he puts it in his pocket. And he goes, I can't sell you the ship, but I can sell you what the ship offers. And he's like hoping he gets it, and he's like, doesn't get it. He goes, passage, I'll give you passage somewhere. He like stares at his hand. Uh, in in his mind's eye, the two jackdaws flinch a little, almost like ready to shake hands. And um, all all he hears is um, like almost like shouting in his head, just like victory, victory, victory. And his hands just like waiting for him the entire time. And it's just like louder and louder, like drums are playing, like, victory, victory. And he goes, um, take me to the north. And he shakes his hand. I'll do that, but I'll tell you when. And he walks away, and he like, <laughs> finishes his coat, he like, puts his coat on. <laughs> Shoots the guy at the steering wheel <laughs> and takes the wheel for the first time. <laughs> no, it'll be in my time. And he walks He's like, but first, looks like teacher's home. <laughs> <laughs> looks like teacher's home? I don't know. That's not a saying. That oh, doesn't make sense. Class is in <laughs> session. Let me think of something else. <laughs> looks like teacher's home? Oh, it's like uh, my mother was a teacher. So <laughs> Looking like teacher's home? What does that mean? What is like somebody somebody arrives that you're like, oh, well, I got to Class is in session. Yeah, but like. Not like that? Not uh, like that. Someone's arrived. Um, dinner served or. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, I <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. So he goes. He walks back. Looks like dinner is gonna be early, and the chef overhears it. He's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and he runs away. <laughs> the chef is in a chair right. with like ice on his face. <laughs> like, oh no! He runs away, 
And then he goes, uh, as the chef runs away, he actually realizes he made a mistake. He's like, actually, prepare the white chairs. So there are eight white chairs. Okay. Excellent. I hope you know what I'm saying. No, I have okay. no idea what's I'm going to write down what I'm saying. Actually, I'll just tell you. We're getting at it this right, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the barrels are hidden in chairs. They're hidden as chairs. We built backs oh. for the barrels. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, the white chairs will be prepared. Hooray. So. Excellent. <laughs> Hooray. I want, like, when they, I know they're going to overtake us. So I just want to, I want everything ready for them. Gotcha. And I'm going to play something. Gotcha. Do you have, as far as like your officers would give you options, right? So they would like swoop in and you, by the time you get to your uh, chambers, there's already a map laid out. And this is how they see it. We could try and turn around and go straight back, but um, we would be late to our mission and we don't have now the money that we were going to take to then pay the bribes to, you know, so there was a whole, there's a whole cascading thing that's fallen apart now. Um, do you share with them the desire for them to go north? Uh, I say, fellows, we've just happened upon a, another gig, and I think we should invite our friends on board, show them what a real burden I can be. It's a good cut. If they do want to swing north... Please add that. David snapped. Now... The, you guys have made the northern run through the Thousand Fang Bay before. Mm -hmm. It is risky, mm -hmm. but it is also a passageway where you will not be followed. Mm -hmm. Because no ship, unless they know what they're doing, would ever try it. And the ships of the line are way too big mm -hmm. to make those maneuvers. Right. Ironwood or not, they're going to be crashed upon the rocks. So if you could, you, you, you could also slide north, mm -hmm. but you got to pick a direction. Okay. But they're going to overcome us anyway, right? Well, I mean, they also may not just launch for you. You've just spotted them. Oh, okay. So you have time to act, unless they're staring right in your direction and wondering, and they have a long right. chart out. I mean, they're, 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 you, you have a couple minutes to act here. Okay. Yeah. I know what I want to do, and I'm just going to do it. Do it. Uh, I signal for them. Oh, Excellent. So yeah. you signal for the first I signal ship? for the, for the, that ship. Yep. Um, and I think there's like a certain number of like, of like torches sure. you hold up sure. for command to come aboard. Yeah, absolutely. So I put up the four corners or whatever, whatever it is going to be. I hang the one right red banner down the center of our sails for them to come aboard. Okay. How many ships? Uh, there's maybe half a dozen, and there are two command ships, one of which is an Ironwood Galleon. Mm -hmm. And that is the ship that draws up sails, pulls up an anchor, and turns towards you. Uh, okay. You instantly recognize this ship as the Blackwater. Mm -hmm. It is one of the famed ships of the Qadarian Navy, and its crew usually holds anti-theot priests, which means that mm -hmm. there's very high-ranking right. uh, officers aboard. Because mm -hmm. the church and the military are the same right. in Qadar. Right. Yeah. Cool. And they'll be upon you in about five minutes. Great. And I think my crew knows what... This is like a game, that, like a, yeah. a ruse that we've run before. Yes. So they know what to do. And so they all kind right. of all... They all put on their best. They put it... They're all right up, like zipped all the way up top. And they're all buttoned. Everything is... Like literally the shoes that they wear every day, they take off and they put the shoes on. They only put on for like when high command will come on these ships. Right. Yeah, the fancy kind of shoes that are always highly yep. polished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hello, God's Fall listeners. This is Archon Mordok, demigod of balance and the dean at the Temple of Udea. 
I am here to formally invite you to listen and watch Rise of the Demigods, a story set 105 years in the past, just before the Great God's War. That's right, Dean Bardock. Hey people, this is Slugs, the Demigod of Spiders, and I am also here to talk to you about Rise of the Demigods. Our story features me, along with all of my friends who are new students at the Temple of Udea. The Rise of the Demigod story informs God's Fall, but does not reveal secrets. So you can listen to both shows without worrying that one will spoil the other. You can also watch Rise of the Demigods every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central on twitch.com slash godsfall. The cast and DM Vardian are live in chat and ready to answer any and all questions you have about the show. We have video and podcast archives of every single episode ready for you to watch and listen so you can get caught up whenever you want. Links to the video and podcast versions of Rise are available on our website, demigodsfall.com, including YouTube, Twitch, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and direct RSS feed. So come by and check out me, Slugs, and find out what events led to the Great Gods War. Wait, the what now? Don't worry about it, Slugs. You'll find out soon enough. While this is happening, uh, uh, the ship's tailor goes over to the three jack dogs <laughs> and it's just like, sh- sh- like, like, like measuring them and like, sure. well, I don't know what to do about this big guy. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> um, while that's happening, yeah, yeah. So okay, so that's what's <laughs> happening to jack dogs yeah. now. Okay, I was gonna say um, while everyone's running about, um, I want the jack dogs to be jack dogs to be picking up some type of weapon and hiding it on them. Sure, because uh, they. I imagine their weapons were confiscated. Yes. Um, and they're somewhere on the ship. There's no way they're going to let them walk around the great sword. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. maybe there's like a dagger or knives totally. or something that they know a is available. File. Yeah. Yeah. And also it seems as though they're a little befuddled at the fact that like the entire crew is, they're approaching a command ship and they're not arming themselves at all. So by instinct, the Jackdaws and Brannock, I would assume, would want to be arming themselves or getting ready uh, for a fight. And these guys seem to be doing the opposite of that. They're dressing up for the fight, almost like getting ready for their funeral. And yeah. the Jackdaws, the trio, is just thinking like, I'm not dying today. Uh, as um, as they're doing that, awesome. uh, Captain Rugov runs over to sees them getting fitted and they're kind of getting like, shoved in the clothes that barely fit them or like, you know, too big or too small and stuff like that. He's like stuffing an ascot in his shirt and he goes like, all right, boys, before we move on, my fellows, I want to bring up something. Now, I wouldn't be any sort of a thief or orphan yeah. if I didn't take care of my family. <clears throat> and what was offered to me, I don't know if you heard, but I don't think it's enough to take care of my family. I don't know if it's enough to get victory for myself. So if you do me this one thing, I'll do you seven things. And what is he getting at? What are you getting at? Just Wh- like what's the thing? It's just like uh, who knows? Play along. <laughs> just play. Just play along. Play, just like don't, don't. I have this under complete control. Oh, He's kind of like okay. winking at him. He's like, don't worry. I have this. This is gonna be all okay. It's like when you tell your dogs to behave. Right. You have company just, coming over. Just, just like, like hey, don't listen. jump on anyone. Don't bite anyone. Don't. I know you're new. I know this has been kind of a whirlwind three days, but I feel like all three of us has connected. You know, I see a lot of myself in the three of you, which is kind of crazy, but I am a big personality. The Jackdaws, uh, (laughs) 
kind of again kind of stare like they're used to like fighting or uh this is seems more closer to diplomacy or art almost right <laughs> it seems like a high school play you know none of them went to school uh and they basically don't know how to react um they're agreeing to the to a ruse um but they don't know the moving parts Right, they're uh, they're agreeing to a plan, but they they have no idea what the what the plan is. Yeah, what the plan yeah. is basically, and now they're all like in some type of formal and just formal naval attire. Yeah, formal yeah. naval naval uh, attire. And just as as before, just the moments before they're about to be boarded, Captain Rogoff takes out his top teeth, and he hunches over. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I would say that the black water swings past and then swings back around to match speed with you. And then both ships drop anchor and slow to a halt. They uh, drop down his uh, captain's rowboat. They swing over, you guys latch him in and you kind of winch him up onto the deck. And he's sitting in a chair that was brought to the deck. And to his right is uh, Sedova and to his left is Narden and they both help him up. Mm. And he starts walking over and he goes, excuse me for not, I don't know, I'm not gonna do a tongue, I don't sure. know how to do like a, excuse yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. excuse me for not seeing to you myself. A man with shock white hair, tall, bronze, squared off shoulders, very serious features, and what is clearly a seeker staff, steps onto your ship, flanked by two uh, monks and who are just basically staring everyone down, not saying a word, but their eyes are constantly darting to any possible threat. The man walks over to you, nods. What are you doing here, Captain? As soon as he says that line, uh, in in show like in show his mind eye with the other with the trio, um, he has a smirk on his face, and uh, he like says under his. Uh, they say in a round, but Anshova's leading the round uh, from his like orphan days. And uh, um, he just says, uh, he just names the play, the, the play that he's seeing uh, right now. And um, he says, the old man and the shopkeeper. And he names he names the what would you call it? it's a um it's a play it's a play but yeah. it's a uh it's a, a grift the grift he yeah, names, yeah, yeah yep he yeah. names he, he names, names the, the grift. grift yeah he names the grift so the this anti-theot priest strides onto your ship clearly incredibly comfortable in any place he is captain what are you doing here well fellows <laughs> <laughs> you got whatever it is. I you got to hold it. <laughs> you don't even know how long you got to hold it for. No, I don't even. I didn't. I don't think I did an old man voice before. But now I'm. Now I'm going to. <laughs> you did not. You, you did. I know. I did. Well, I came back to the place I was found for my birthday, and there's all the men have lined up like they're lined, one by one, leading to this giant pristine table, with these eight white chairs at the top near this near the um steering the steering wheel i guess of it uh, whatever yeah. um and i'd like to join it with some people i really look up to i'd like to 
chair, which some people I really revere. I need you to roll persuasion. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I would say give it a plus five, because you're playing it that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then 15. 15, all yeah. right. Well, it's a deception. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, or, he's not lying about anything. I mean, this is who he is. Frankly, if, if, if anything, he's showing his actual person, kind of. So I would say it's persuasion. But that's not why he's there. No, it's not. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, I don't think this particular guy isn't expecting this kind of response from this person. So maybe he'll, sus he'll suspect him in a second. Right now, he's just trying to persuade him to do something. Also completely confused. Yeah, like, yeah. like none of this makes any yeah, goddamn yeah. sense. Yeah, he's got an right. entire crew debt. Right. Like what but a butler hell? crew, right. a butler crew. Right, right. Is and on why? The ship. Are, yeah, why are you here? And what's with the chairs? Yeah. And, and he just kind of so he looks. He looks right at you. He looks towards the chairs. He sighs. There seems to be like a wave of tiredness that just kind of washes over him for a second, and he's like, "Fine." He walks over to the table with you, and he turns, and he's like, "Captain, if you have business in Port Bliss, there is." kind of looks over to the side for a second and looks back to you. A quarantine. He like kind of looks over to his two, his first officer and his lieutenant, and he's like, my business is here in the sea. There's no way that you would know I was here. Like, takes a seat, and there's two monks, like, stand directly behind his chair. Don't sit, just kind of cross their hands in front of them in, in sorry, cross their hands behind them in parade rest and just stand... Again, staring at everyone. Right. And the way I kind of imagine it is like right behind like the wheel is like... The Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> there's, well, there's like a little bit of a raised part above like the mm. retractable walls. Yeah. So it's like not part of... It's part of the ship, but it's not attached proper. Sure. So that part is... That part's like you can lose that part and then you can, you know... Right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> Basically, you set right. it's it's like I'm the saucer separation, right? Right. You're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, sac you're sacrificing a bit of the ship. Right. Gotcha. Does Brannock know these monks, or why he would, why a commander would have monks? Yes, on? absolutely. Brannock knows the Kadarian. Uh, all anti-theots of a certain rank would have these warrior monks that are basically just assigned to protect them. They are unbelievably skilled. They can snatch arrows clean out of the air. Yeah. So these are just, you know, well-trained bodyguards. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the jackdaws know this. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's your flim-flam. No, I know, but I have it planned in my head, and it's just so stupid. Do it. <laughs> no, I know, I just... Reconcile it with myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this like a dining table where food is now being it's served? It's a dining table where there's food stuff and there's candles. Nice. There's very clearly candles. Okay, fair. <laughs> and essentially, what I want to do is, I mean, we'll talk for a little bit. Sure, of course. But I want him to go up and do the pull the tablecloth off, mm. but then purposely knock the candles down. And he doesn't care about losing the barrels anymore. He's got enough money. And he's like quadrupled his one barrel order. Right. He doesn't have to go that way. Right. But just to do that, cause confusion and then like leave. Wait, he's going to blow up the ship? He's going to blow up the part of the ship that he doesn't need. Oh my God. That's been specifically built for something like this. So he's basically going to pull but the like table But like a barrel can off. destroy an entire like ship. 
like yeah. one barrel. Well, I I imagine like there's like some big ass lever. Yeah, right. That he's basically <laughs> gonna walk up to the wheel. He's he won't touch the wheel, but he will throw that fucking right. lever, and then the whole back end of the ship right is at the just center of the wheel separate. is this like <laughs> right. is it, it, this, the whole ship is like on a there's a whole gear shift they go inside. Yeah, and he just turns the center of the wheel to like make this this kind of like they don't even notice it. it's moving so slow that it's just kind of like moving out. And then he's just like, I have this trick. And then he's like, I don't know. We're going to fucking do it. Right. I would say it would start off a slow. Right. And then basically the whole back end of the ship is just going to fall away. Yeah. And then crash into the water. Right. And then explode. And explode as with you the, guys. Yeah. Okay. And I would also say that, that that's got, um, so it's a it's a false anchor, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so there's an anchor on the inside of that ship. But this false anchor is the only thing holding your ship back. So the second you pull that lever, not only does it fall away, but your ship rockets forward. The false forward. anchor is attached to that to okay. that area. Yep. So when that falls away, it pulls it with pulls it. Pulls them down. Yep. Okay. Can blow them up underwater. <laughs> all right. All right. So you all sit sit down to eat. This is very nice, Captain. I do appreciate the distraction. It's been a difficult week. Oh, go on. <laughs> that can be an old Jewish man. <laughs> go ah, on. Ah, who knows? No, who knows? Go on, tell me. I sound like my booby. There's a freckle on your shamekel. God. <laughs> this is also this is interrupted the blockade. Yes. And our plans, supplies are difficult. Apparently not for you. I thought this was donated. Well, you're very... It's my birthday. You're very generous benefactors, Captain. And he is cutting into like a mm -hmm. perfect piece of lamb. Like the knife just glides through it. Your, sh your chef has pulled out all the stops mm -hmm. and has clearly earned his keep mm -hmm. this day. As like a garnish in his glass is his teeth, but nobody knows. So he takes a big swig of his drink, his orangey juice... <laughs> And he like kind of just naturally puts his teeth back in. There's one thing to say about your health, and if you don't take care of it, it won't take care of you. And then he like stands up. Gentlemen, I'm sure you've heard of the burden, but you have not been a burden on my day. He kind of stands up even more straight. And he goes, and with that, I'd like to say to certain three fellows of mine, North. And he cranks the middle of the oh, wheel. Nice. And it goes. And like the fire, you see it all slow mo. Like they're, it's kind of like Inception, where like they fall from the back of their totally, chairs. Totally, because there's all the chairs get yeah, dumped back. Everything gets dumped back, oh, and it's back. all like what? And they see this flame, and they see these barrels fall, and this fire just catches, and they poked holes in all the barrels, and you see this catch fire, and just like whatever, what color is that? Acid, it's this like, incredibly like it's it's like a white hot yeah so you just like, this huge white it's a beautiful blue day and you see this white kind of match the white of the sky as well and like the other I, I the people on that ship they probably don't even know what they're looking at yet it just like kind of looks like this huge like it almost looks like something giant fell into the water and the white foam has blasted up and your ship just as soon as the as soon as it's free of those anchors it just rockets and he forward. like runs down the stairs and he says to Darden, he goes we can only do that three more times <laughs> and as he yeah as he's gonna do three more times he runs past and like he's just like happy birthday to yeah. me happy birthday to me yeah. and he's like pulling cranks right. and like turning levers yeah and now you see him like he has full control of the ship like yeah. if he had to he could do everything uh, on yeah. the ship you see him like tie, untying knots and tying 
tying knots in a beautiful way. You see him pick up two barrels and like he's not as deft with it but he can still move with both of them you see he knows like exactly the, where yeah. they the need jackdaws, to be the jackdaws think back of the time that they've spent on the ship and all the odd things that they had seen and it wasn't so much as everyone was running the ship and had their own specific part but it was almost like they were engineers keeping the ship like in tune so he can run it right by himself it's such a crazy Ooh. machine yeah. that mm -hmm. they constantly have to basically maintain it in yeah. order so he can run around yeah. it's you like know. crazy Willy he's, Wonka like, yeah, he's like running past and he like kind of like slides on the bridge and he looks at them and he goes this ship was nothing when it was given to me but I've given everything to this ship and now it is me. And he runs past. He's just like, <laughs> he's sli yeah. he slides over. He slides over a table, or he slides over a mm -hmm. rail, and he's like, points finger guns. He's like, don't be a hazard, dude. And like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Titanic explosion behind you. The black water is rocked onto its side and rocked back. Crew members are thrown overboard. So there's just calamity. And as they're, you know, struggling to catch up with that, you have already sailed. And we've dropped uh, all but one of the barrels, but behind us. So like this flame is catching like the barrels oh, totally. as it floats by. So, but we have one, so we could sell that too. And I feel like the yeah. boat, the uh, I feel like the other boats, uh, the command boats. I feel like the command boats were ready to intercept him on the way to Port Bliss. Uh, so they were ready to like receive him there. And he has rocketed in like, instead of going like, what is it? Uh, like southeast? Yes. He's going southeast. He's going due north. Yeah, he's going like straight north. Um, and the other ship was, it, it still its anchors and its and its sails drawn. It would need at least ten minutes to get started. So by the time it's even got its sails up to check on the other ship, you're already past the horizon. And he, uh, so they're going. He's kind of at his front part there, and he kind of beckons to the three guys to come up to him. Yeah, the three, the yeah. trio was just standing there, basically in poorly made like tuxedos, mm -hmm. almost like poorly made Kadarian <laughs> yeah, tuxedos, like Flintstone tuxedos, yeah, yeah, just like staring at like this really all these weird contraptions and stuff going on like this is a fight that like this is a way it, they're used they're so used to direct fighting and like uh like know your enemy type stuff uh they're just like kind of like they're taking off their guard by mm -hmm. like, all, all this like madness going on and he like calls them up and he's not without even looking at them he's like did I ever tell you i got my name no just like really quick, mm -hmm. and Shova's like, "Tell us," and Brannock's just staring off, like, just staring, not even, just staring due north. Yeah, just staring due north. I was born. I was bought in Port Bliss. But when that captain took me on, he said he kept asking me what was home, and I would say Port Bliss, and he would slap me. I would say Port Bliss, sir. He would slap me until I caught on. I would say the sea, sir. Rugov Caesar. The sea is home. Welcome home, fellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call up DJ, we out of here. I need a new captain of the ship to steer. Hey, hey, hey. Now everybody follow my lead from Moody Cinemax to the old school way.
Thank you for joining us for the second bonus episode with Captain Rugoff Cesar and the Jackdaws. For my DM's notes for this episode, behind the scenes videos, maps, character art, and early access to future episodes, visit patreon.com slash Vardian. And we'll see you next time in the world of the five kingdoms. Why you need to pop the trunk for the gun though? I'm rocking short sleeves, that's a gun show. There's only one goal, and that's to come up. I'm going in, somebody hold my nunchucks. I got the one up, I don't need the one up. You said I jump kicked them, but that was just a soft punch. With the left hand, man, you a puny banner. Oh, you didn't know? Super is my standard. I'm the man that your girl ain't seen before. And my girl is the one that you're feeding for. They look at me and they wonder if I am a clone of the lost wonder. Colossus arose, might have seen me in the Halloween wardrobe. Rocking a bigger fur coat than Macklemore. All I gotta do is flex, I don't have to glow. I'm so cool, I don't even have to smoke.